Thank you, Jesus. I just want to look real quick uh, to Galatians 5 and 25. And I'm on an amplified kick. Forgive me, I always start in the King James. I am a King James Bible believer in person, but I do like to study through other books and or translations. And tonight I want to read some through the uh, amplified, but it says in Galatians 5.25, If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage. Our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. If we're going to live by the Spirit, we're going to walk in the Spirit. So tonight, I just want to title this, Abiding in the Holy Ghost. Lord, we thank you for your presence already in this place. We thank you, Jesus, for your move in this place. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Ghost that we can feel right now, directing us and leading us and guiding us in everything that we do, Jesus. We thank you, and I pray that you anoint this message tonight. Speak to us tonight. Open our hearts tonight to receive your word, God. We give you praise and glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I'll tell you that uh, I've got, oh, I don't know, several messages always kind of and waiting for, for that call from pastor that says, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it tonight, or hey, I've got held over on this flight, and I won't be at church in the morning, whatever it may be. So uh, I've definitely got, and it's not just him, Anna, that happens. <laughs> um, so I've, I've, God has just been grace, you know, giving me the, the, the word to, to have prepared and ready for when it needs to be delivered. So when the other day he asked me to preach tonight, I said, absolutely, and I thought about some of those messages, and God was not letting me go into any of those. Uh, so I was like, okay, uh, whatever you want to do, Lord, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be obedient and follow what you want me to do. So I just kept getting, go up there and let the Holy Ghost move. Let the Holy Ghost work. Let the, let the Holy Ghost speak. And I said, okay, I'm willing to do that. I've done that before. No problem. But I will say a few hours ago today, he gave me some direction. But I think the main thing that, that God has impressed upon my heart tonight to talk about is the Holy Ghost. His Holy Spirit that is dwelling, hopefully, in each and every one of us. If it's not, you can have that tonight, that gift tonight. But pastor has been pouring his heart out and delivering a word for this congregation, Tree Alive Church, formerly First Apostolic Church for, for years now. He has giving, been giving us direction, pouring his heart out, being obedient to the Lord, changing us to the Tree Alive Church, taking us into this campaign. And, and I believe God is saying, it's not just the faith for our future, but we've got some people here tonight, right now, hearing this in the sanctuary, uh, on a podcast, through YouTube, Facebook, whatever it may be. If you're tied to, if you're a part of this congregation, God is saying, I've got something for you right now. We too often get caught in this moment of waiting for what's next or what's the future hold. Right now we're thinking, all right, what's next? When's it going to be done? i got to go home and take care of this. i got to wake up tomorrow and take care of this. So can we just get through a quick service? My Lord Jesus, but he's here tonight. His Holy Ghost is here right now, tonight. And if some of you have been waiting for your ready now testimony, it's going to happen tonight. If we can be obedient to the Holy Ghost tonight, God is going to move tonight and change some things. Because I believe 
what God has already shown and told me is that pastor has been doing this, but it's now time for us as a congregation. We're a wonderful congregation, a loving congregation, a praying congregation. We're doing all those things, but God is saying, I want a Holy Ghost revival right now. We don't have to wait for a revival to come when we're in the new building and we have a thousand people in there or whatever it ends up being. I have no idea what God's going to do. Who knows? But he's saying, I want to have a Holy Ghost revival right now in some lives and in some people that are in Tree of Life Church right now. I'm ready for the Holy Ghost to start moving on them and changing the course and changing what they're waking up. Is their mindset on Jesus? Is our mindset on Jesus? Or is it on the carnal things that we're facing each and every day? God is saying, I'm ready to move. I'm ready now. I'm ready now to bring healings. I'm ready now to bring financial blessings. I'm ready now to help you in this situation. That's what God is wanting to do right now. A Holy Ghost revival in the Tree of Life Church right now. So when people come in, they're seeing healings going on. They're seeing people stand up and be healed. They're seeing a Karen Simsprot stand up and be touched by the Holy Ghost. As we preach and as we're worshiping and as we're singing, we're going to see people healed when we allow this Holy Ghost revival to catch fire in each and every one of us. I think back of being a kid and seeing some of the amazing things that, that I saw. People running and shouting and dancing, Brother Jared, you're not alone. Some more of us have to get up and start running and dancing and shouting. My God, we've got to start letting the Holy Ghost take, get rid of that proper mindset that we have. And I'm going to come in and I'm just going to be proper and sit here and clap my hands and let the Holy Ghost actually move on us. I'm just speaking and being obedient for what the Holy Ghost told me to do. And I'm talking to myself tonight, church. I'm talking right here to myself tonight, not just all of us and pointing fingers. I'm saying I need to be more obedient and say, Lord, you go ahead and move from me. You tell me what to do, and I'm going to do it because he wants to see healings. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Healings didn't stop happening. The Holy Ghost didn't stop moving. So it's up to us as a congregation to say, okay, pastor, you've been pouring out to us giving us this word. Now it's time for us to respond. It's time for me to respond. It's time for me to stand up and see what do you want me to do, God? The Holy Ghost is waiting for us to yield. The Holy Ghost is here right now. What would it do if we all yielded to it tonight and said, my God, I'm going to be obedient to whatever it is that you have me to do tonight. Holy Ghost, what do you want me to do tonight? What would we see happen? My Lord, I want to see Mary Humphrey stand up out of that wheelchair. I want to see some healings. I want to see Donnie stand up. I want to see miracles that happen. It's not just for the book of Acts. We are a book of Acts church. What would happen when we say, Holy Ghost, go ahead and move on me? I'm going to stand up and I'm going to run behind Jared. What would happen if you stepped out of that seat and out of that aisle and started dancing and allowing God and the Holy Ghost to use us? I know, I know, I hear you. Or I don't hear you, whatever it is. I understand it's not easy. But we're not being obedient to the Holy Ghost if we just come in here for our weekly fix. And we just wait for a pastor to pour it out and give everything he's got and then just take a little bit. We have a little altar call. I'm sorry, I'm just being obedient tonight. I'm just speaking from my heart and what the Holy Ghost is telling me to say. And we got a few people come up and a few people get blessed. Meanwhile, we sit there and we wait and we're getting ready to go on to the next thing. The next thing, when the building's built, we'll respond. When the people come, we'll respond. When they play my favorite song, I'll respond. 
when preacher pay, preaches from my favorite scripture, I'll respond. God is saying, if you start to respond right now, I've got your testimony. I've got your miracle waiting to happen right now. If you'll just go ahead and respond to what the Holy Ghost is putting on you to do, I'm going to pour it out to you, and I'm going to give you something you've not seen before. I'm going to bless you in a way that I've not blessed you before. David, King David, if you go ahead and dance before me, I don't care what your wife or the queen says. I don't care what the people think. I'm going to bless you. If you'll just respond to what I want to do, I'm going to bless you. And I believe that's where we are. I know that's where we are because God has put it on my heart to say this is where we're at. This is where Tree of Life is at. We're at a moment where we have to start responding. We have to start being obedient to the Holy Ghost. And again, I know that we're, this is an amazing congregation. People that have come here, that's all we hear, and I'm thankful for it. But I want to see more. I want to see the book of Acts. I want to see it happen. And if you are with me, then we're going to start responding a little bit more. We're going to come in here, and we're going to be in prayer. And when the worship and the praise team starts, we're going to start praising and worshiping. That way, when pastor comes up here, it doesn't take 20 or 30 minutes for people to start responding. Because there's a lot of people that are coming that aren't here on Wednesday nights or Sunday nights like we are. There's a lot of people coming, and they're fighting with stuff the whole way they're on the way here. They're in that car, and they're fighting with their spouse or their kids. I'm, I'm one of them. But what happens when we get here and we just say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that aside for a few minutes. I'm going to cast off this carnal world and everything that everybody else is dealing with and everybody else is doing. I'm going to be obedient to you, Holy Ghost. I'm going to come in right now and say, okay, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Brother Joe, if you could pull up Acts 1 and 8, it talks about the power, the power of the Holy Ghost. Acts 1 and 8, Brother Joe, okay, it says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And verse 9 says, And when he had, when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So the last thing Jesus said, before he was taken, before he ascended, was I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you power. And that power is the Holy Ghost. That's the very last thing that he said. I'm going to give you power. And then he ascended. It's not talking about, he said, to go ahead and preach this gospel. But if, we're, if we receive this Holy Spirit, if we have this Holy Spirit in us, what kind of power do we have? Have we forgotten what kind of power we have? Do we sometimes forget and get caught up in all the stuff and the junk that this world is bringing upon us. And we forget this power that we have. That's everything that we do. If we're supposed to preach this gospel, my God, I want to be tapped into that power every morning. I want to wake up with my mind stayed on Jesus. I want to walk out of my house with my mind stayed on Jesus and tuned in to what the Holy Ghost is doing. He said, I gave you, I'm giving you this power. So if we've got it, if you've prayed through, if you've received that wonderful gift, you have that power, that very same power that rose Christ from the dead is dwelling inside of each and every one of us. What kind of power do we have? Do, and we're walking out into a carnal world, and we're defeated and beaten up by the end of the day, and we have a power that they don't even know or understand. 
My Lord, look at what happened after they understood this and after they received this in the book of Acts. That's when he was able to say, when they asked, what are we supposed to do? You're supposed to repent, he said. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That was the Holy Ghost operating in Peter. That was that power. And look at what else, the, all through the book of Acts, what they did. What, what a wonderful work. We look in chapter 5, when Ananias and Sapphira were, were killed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Because they weren't obedient to it. That was how powerful the Holy Ghost was early in the early church. It was because they had just received it and they were operating so thickly in the Holy Ghost. That it was that powerful. That when somebody was disobedient, it actually took their life because they lied. But now we, we are in and out of the Holy Ghost. We, we, we come to church. We might get filled with it for a little bit. We get moved. We get a move on us. We pray with somebody. We come to men's prayer, whatever it may be, and we get a little bit of a power. And then are we taking it out with us? Are we continuing to come in and operate in that power? Are we continuing to operate with the gift that God gave us? I'm not sure if we always are. I'm not sure if I always am. Let me put it that way. I don't know because when the challenges arise or the conflicts come up, what is it that, that I turn to? How, how quickly do I turn to prayer? How quickly do I say, what's the Holy Ghost telling me to do right now? Or how quickly does my flesh respond? Or how quickly does the carnal mind respond? I don't know, but I want the Holy Ghost to be the one that I am constantly tapped into. I want the Holy Ghost to be the one that automatically responds instead of me. I want to understand that. Peter understood that. 2 Peter 1 and 21, he talks about that. He talks about that power. He talks about, and he says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. He understood that the very same power that moved on them, the Holy Ghost was moving on those holy men in the Old Testament. But Peter said, now I got it. Now, some, now the Holy Ghost, God's Spirit is himself, is dwelling inside me. So Peter started to understand, I've got something more powerful inside of me than this world has to offer. And that's how he started operating in that spirit. That's how he can walk to the gate beautiful. And when somebody says, please give me something, help me, give me, you know, help, help me, give me some money, whatever it is that we see and deal with today. And he says, silver and gold, have I none? But such as I have, I give thee. That was the Holy Ghost speaking and, 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 and inside of him operating. Constantly, that's what the apostles were doing, operating in the Holy Ghost. So much so that people said, let me just take my sick family member, my sick child, my sick wife, out into the streets where the apostles are walking. Let me just take them out into the streets where they're walking. And if their shadow falls upon them, they're going to be healed. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the same power that we have right now. If you believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever... Is not the Holy Ghost the same yesterday, today, and forever? Is not the power that you have, that we have, that I have inside of me the same power? That I can walk into my workplace, I can walk into that hospital room, I can walk up to this altar, I can pray with the person sitting next to me on Sunday morning, whatever it is, and see their life changed? My God, Holy Ghost, operate. Jesus, God is saying, I want the Holy Ghost to start moving in Tree of Life Church. Tree of Life Church, to be a Holy Ghost operating church. Life is in our name.
life is in the name of our church. My God, if we just knew, if we knew the power we had, if we knew it. I remember going with Brother Darren Parnell so many times to, to the prison and to the jail, to the jail and, and preaching and teaching. And one of the things that I, would, that I would constantly say to them was, one, if you don't understand this, seek out somebody that has a testimony. And you'll understand this word better. But the, the interesting thing was, every time we were done, almost every time they would come up and say, we, we've never heard this before. We, we, we've never, I've never heard this, this, this before. Because you got to understand, when you go down to to uh, the county jail or to the prison, whatever it is, they've got every denomination, every kind of church, every kind of whatever coming in there. But when somebody comes in there filled with the Holy Ghost and starts speaking this word to them, my God, they start responding. They say, wait a second, I've been coming to these for ever since I've been in here. I've never heard this. What is this that you're talking about? Brother Joe, if you could pull up 1 Corinthians 2.14. They're saying, what is this? How, why is this different than what I'm normally hearing? What is this power that, I, that I'm feeling from you? And it says, uh, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. My God, that's the power that we have in the Holy Ghost. That's the power that you have sitting here right now. It's something that this world doesn't offer. You wonder why you don't fit in? You wonder why you're a peculiar person? Or I don't fit in. I don't seem to be like all my friends in school. I don't seem to be like all my coworkers. I don't even seem to be like the rest of my family members. It's because you've got something inside of you that they don't understand. My God, that deserves worship and praise to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are blessed. You are blessed to have been able to be to receive this Holy Spirit, to grow up or somehow find your way into a church where the Holy Ghost is being poured out. You know how many people have no idea? They've never heard this talk, just like those men in that jail or the women in that jail cell. I've never heard this. I'm giving a Bible study to someone faithfully. I've never heard this. What is this that you're talking about? My God, it's all through here. Be grateful that you're in a church or you grew up or found your way to the Holy Ghost. Be grateful that somebody took the time to give you a Bible study. Somebody took the time to invite you to church. Somebody is preaching the truth to you that you can respond and say, yes, I want to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm going to seek this Holy Ghost because I want more. Because the regular world doesn't understand it. So it's why when we're in conversations with them, they may not understand you. They may not understand me. Or when, I'm, when they're talking about something that I don't want anything to do with, I'm tired of hearing about politics, quite frankly, because it's just constant bickering. It's constantly who's right or who's wrong. I can't watch a news media or a person or a politician that's not filled with the Holy Ghost because they don't understand the things that I understand. Why am I going to start listen to, listening to those people and getting behind those people? Because they don't understand what I understand with the Holy Ghost. They don't understand these things that we understand and that we have in this church. So I'm not going to get in arguments for them. I'm not going to stand up and, and support and, and die on that hill, so to speak, and say, well, this, this, and this, I'm behind them. And, and I, I, every word that they say, I'm going I'm to repeat or I'm going to say, well, they're right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm behind you 100%. 
Because they don't have the Holy Ghost. Now, if they have the Holy Ghost, amen. Let me hear what you have to say. Let me, let me put it against this word and see what the truth is. That's what I'm going to follow. That's what I want to believe in. That's what I'm going to continue to seek. Amen? So don't be surprised when you don't fit in. Don't be surprised when at work the conversations that, that you're having or the things that you're saying, people look at you kind of crazy-eyed and say, well, how, how do you love them? Why do you love them when they treat you like that? Why, why do you care about them? Why do you care about that person when they've never done anything for you? The world is not like that. The world is just let me get ahead. Let me take the next step. Let me beat my coworker out for that, for that promotion. Let me somehow get to that, that position of, of my boss. Let me lie about him, whatever it is. That's what they're seeking. That's what this world is seeking. But if you have the Holy Ghost, that's not what we should be seeking. If we're tuned in to this Holy Spirit, if we're saying that's what I'm going to follow today when I wake up, I'm going to put my mind on you, Jesus, and I'm going to follow that, then that's going to lead me and guide me and direct me in everything I do. Somebody recently said, I, well, I don't understand, so why is that part of salvation or, or what, you know, so I get it, and then what happens after that? I said, it's, it's, you're not done at that point. You're not done when you, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost. You're really just starting. It's kind of like uh, you can't just go to a salt mine and, and mine the salt and then put it on the, the dinner table. It's got to go through a process. It's got to be processed. And that's what the God, is doing, God is doing with each and every one of us once we receive that Holy Spirit. God is saying, okay, I'm going to make you better today. The more you abide in my Holy Spirit, the better I'm going to make you. The more I'm going to perfect you. The, more, the closer I'm, you're going to get to me the more you're going to be able to respond in a better way. The more you're going to kill that flesh and start being more and more like me. It's not like going to King's Island and buying a one-day pass and then coming back the next day and saying, here I am, and giving them that pass from, from the day before. They're going to say, well, that was good yesterday, but it's not good today. We can't treat the Holy Ghost like that. We have to be seeking it every day, seeking it every day. Saying, Lord, let your Holy Ghost lead me this morning. Let your Holy Ghost lead me today. Let your Holy Ghost speak to me today. Lord, I don't understand. I can't get in this. I can't go into this conversation that I'm about ready to go into with whoever it is, uh, a coworker, a boss, a spouse, a family member, whatever it is that, that you know it's going to be a conflict or a problem. Lord, don't let me go into that conversation without being in the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost talk. Don't, don't, don't let me do it. The gentleman I'm giving the Bible study with, he, he, God bless, he's doing so good. He's, he's doing amazing. And he's like, you know, the other day, he, he's like, I've been fighting, and my neighbors, and we have been at odds for years. And he was like, um, I was taking out the, the garbage, and she had just put grass seed down and covered up with straw, and, and uh, I went to take the garbage out, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to walk right through all that grass and all that straw, and I'm going to get her because I'm tired of her, you know, doing whatever she's doing. And he said, as soon as I grabbed the garbage can, I heard her in the house running to the window. She was anticipating me doing that. And he said, but you know what? Something corrected me and said, don't do that. Don't do that. Just walk it down your driveway and, and, and just do it the way that I want you to do. Show her love and guess what's going to happen? You're going to break that down. 
you're going to break that, that anger and that hatred down that's been going on for years. She maybe never has seen that before. She's so used, she immediately thought that he was going to go ahead and do that, and the war would continue. But he changed it. He followed the Holy Ghost and said, I'm going to do what the Holy Ghost wants me to do. And you're going to get a different response. I don't know, church, maybe this is just for me tonight. I don't know. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Romans 8 and 14, Brother Joe. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If I'm led by the Spirit, if I'm walking in the Spirit, I can know I'm a son of God. It's up to us every day. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, I don't know how long it's been since you've spoken tongues. I don't know how long it's been since you felt the presence of God consume you in your prayer closet or whatever it is. But if you're, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you should be every day doing that. Every day for as many as are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. That's what we should be doing every day, just led by that Holy Spirit. Led and walking in that Holy Spirit, just like my friend was that I'm talking about. He said, okay, I heard you, Lord. That's how I'm going to do it today. I'm not going to do it the way I wanted to do it. It's every day that we can do that. It's every day that we can defeat the enemy when we do that. It's every day that we're saying, I'm going to walk in the Spirit, that I'm going to follow you, Lord. It's just like how many of us have been walking in the Spirit, and you don't know it until you come out of it. It's one of those things you leave a great service or you're, you're feeling the presence of God and then all of a sudden you get cut off or somebody gives you a whatever, some kind of a sign on the highway or some kind of a look, whatever it may be. And then, there, oh, there's that flesh and, and you, and you kind of come out of it. But my God, if I can just say, Lord, every day, all day, if I'm tuned in with you, I remember when I was at a job where I sat in a cubicle all day and I could plug in my earphones and just listen to music all, all day and maybe occasionally hang or put those aside and take a phone call or do whatever. And I remember, I've, I've said this before, just feeling the presence of God so thick that I would, I would sometimes stand up and literally look around and say, do you not feel this? How do you, how do you not feel what I'm feeling right now? Because I know what I felt, and I just pray that somehow, some way, the Holy Ghost was even touching them in some way that they, again, a, a carnal man doesn't understand it. But maybe something was touching them. Maybe something was, was speaking to them in some way, and they can say, hey, you know what? I don't know what I feel over there from him, but that's something that I, I can kind of gravitate to. That's something that maybe right now I'm not going to say anything, but... I want to understand what, what am I feeling coming from over there. That's the presence. That's the Holy Ghost. And, you know, that was early, early on in, in my coming back to God and, and coming back to church. So I, I just fear that it becomes too familiar to us. I, I fear that that presence, that praise and that worship, it's gotten to a point for some of us that we just come in the church and we're going through the motions, that we just come into church and, okay, we're doing the praise songs now. All right, we're going into prayer now. Okay, here comes the word, and okay, I might get something from it, but again, I'm still waiting for, to get out of here and go to what's next. Because we've been filled with the Holy Ghost for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it may be. We've gotten so used to being in this presence 
that we've forgotten what it's like to go out and be a part of this world or share with this world somebody that's dying, sharing with them what I've got, sharing with them this Holy Ghost that's inside of me, or stopping the busy schedule that I'm dealing with, the busy schedule that I've got and saying, I don't know, but I'm just going to pray with you for a second. Is that okay? Is that okay that I pray with you for a second? Okay, you've come up and you've said, you know now what I stand for. You know now what I believe in because you can see I look different. I've worked with you long enough that you know I'm different. I don't talk the way you talk. And they come up to you now and they say, hey, would you pray for me? And we say, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Do we forget to pray for them? We, do we just say, yeah, I'm going to pray for you? And then we don't do it. Or could we say, can we pray right now? Can we go ahead and pray right now? Is that okay with you? I, I remember at a job doing that in our, in our warehouse. A guy came up and said, I just, I just need, can you pray, with, pray for me? I said, let's do it right now. My God, what can God do? Well, I would rather lay hands on them right there and let the Holy Ghost move on them right in that moment so they feel what I feel when I call on the name of Jesus so they can respond and say, wait a second, something just changed as opposed to me saying, okay, let me get back to my busy day and then, oh, okay, maybe I'll find time tonight. Maybe tonight I'll, I will call them out or maybe I'll send out an email, better yet. Maybe I'll send out an email and, and people, and we'll get the church praying for them. Maybe I forget, whatever the case. But if I just say, you know what? Let's do it right now. My God, let's do it right now. In Jesus' name. But I, I, God just showed me that there's two things that, that keep us sometimes from, from being in the spirit as much as he wants us to be. Um, and that's our situations in life and, and conflicts. Um, Philippians 1, Brother Joe, Philippians 1, verses, uh, I want to look at 12 through 19. And, and this, this is Paul going through so many of the things that, that we find ourselves going through, going through life. They were no different back in the, in the New Testament or the Old Testament than we are today. Life is life. The enemy is the same enemy. He's bringing the same attacks on us. But this is Paul going through some afflictions, and this is how he described it and what he said he wants the Holy Ghost to do. And, and uh, verse 12, it says, Now I want you to know, believers, that what has happened to me, this imprisonment that we meant to stop, that was meant to stop me, has actually served to advance the spread of the good news regarding salvation. My imprisonment and the cause of Christ has become common knowledge throughout the whole paration, imperial guard, and everyone else. Because of my chains, seeing that I am doing well and that God is accomplishing great things, most of the brothers have renewed confidence in the Lord and have far more courage to speak the word of God concerning salvation without fear of the consequences, seeing that God can work his good in all circumstances. Some is true, or, or some, it is true, are actually preaching Christ out of envy and rivalry toward me for no better reason than competitive spirit or misguided ambition, but others out of goodwill and loyal spirit toward me. The latter preach Christ out of love because they know that I have been put here by God on purpose for the, the defense of the gospel. But the former preach Christ insincerely out of selfish ambition, 
just self-promotion, thinking that they are causing me distress in my imprisonment. What them, what then does it matter? What then does it matter? So long as in every way, whether in pretense or self for self-promotion or in all honesty to spread the truth, Christ is being preached. And is and in this rejo- I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice later as well. For I know with confidence that this will turn out my de- this will turn out for my deliverance and spiritual well-being through your prayers and the superabundant supply of spirit of the spirit of Jesus Christ which upholds me. The spirit of Jesus Christ is what he's saying is even though I'm in prison right now, even though I'm in the this battle, this trial, whatever it is, even though I'm in my daily conflict that I'm in the middle of, this spirit that that is upholding me, your prayers and the Holy Ghost are going to get me through this. He's dealing with the same things that so many of us are dealing with. So many of us, our, our daily battles, our daily struggles. Again, I get it. You go to work, and it's that same coworker that's doing the same thing that you are determined, you've decided they're definitely doing this to get on my nerves. They're def- they definitely mean to do this every day. I know they're doing this just to get on my nerves. Or that family member that you know as soon as they call you, yep, here they go. Here we go. They're going to be saying the same thing over and over, trying to get my mind back on this or in this negative situation. Paul's saying it's not about any of that stuff. Even in prison, he's saying, I can do this because of the prayers, because of the Holy Ghost. The other thing we struggle at is weakness and sin, obviously. Romans 8 and 26. We struggle with these two things, being weak and then the sin that we're in. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So if you're struggling with sin, don't, don't stop and get stuck in that or let that condemnation hold us down and keep us in that place and say, okay, you're struggling with it. Overcome it. Overcome it in the Spirit. If you've got the Holy Ghost, keep fighting it. Keep saying, you have no power over me. This sin has no power over me. You don't have to stay in that place and say, I'm going to be stuck, and I'm going to let this sin hold me down. Satan is trying to get you with that condemnation, to say, this is where you're stuck. How are you going to serve God and be stuck in this sin? The Holy Ghost is saying, just give it to me. Just let the Holy Ghost keep giving you power. When you wake up, let that Holy Spirit continue to move on you. The Holy Ghost is where you get the power, not in my flesh. My Lord, let the Holy Ghost move. Ephesians 3 and 16 says the inner man. That's where we got the inner man. 1 John 4 and 14, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. That's what we turn to. That's where we say, okay, I'm going to lean on this Holy Spirit that's inside of me. That's what I have that's going to conquer this. The Holy Ghost. And then we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's principalities. That's what we're wrestling against. How are we going to fight and have these victories if we're fighting this in the flesh? If we're saying, I'm going to go ahead and take that. How many battles have you been in over and over and over and not getting victory? Because you're carrying it yourself. Because you're saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get through this. My strength My power is going to get me through this. And then you turn to prayer, and then you get a victory. But then what happens? All of a sudden, that either God brings it back or the enemy brings it on you, whichever one it may be, to say, okay, have you passed this test? Are you now further along in the Holy Ghost than you were before? And now what are you going to turn to again? 
Are you going to turn to the Holy Ghost in the prayer room or go back to fighting it? Go back to that first phone call to, you know, my, my, my uncle that, that comes through for me every time or my, my sibling or whatever it may be. It's God. It's the Holy Ghost. It's that power that he has put inside of us. It's abiding in that power. It's abiding in the Holy Ghost every day. That's going to get me through everything that I'm doing. And again, it's what God is saying. If my people that are called by my name, if you'll humble yourself and pray, we know the scripture, but he's saying if you'll just dwell in this Holy Ghost, this gift that I have given you, what victories are you going to see? We're living so far below the victories that, that God has for us. So far below it. I've said it before. I, I, I am definitely a prosperity, prosperity gospel believer. Not in the prosperity, prosperity of me financially or whatever it may be, but the gospel is going to prosper. It is going to go and it is going to prosper. So many people have tried to shut it down for thousands of years now, and it's still coming. And it's still, God is still giving us light. God is still pouring his Holy Ghost out. And he's saying, look, if you're not going to live in it and you're not going to abide in it, I'm going to keep pouring it out because there are people that are going to abide in it. There are are people that are going to say, I don't care. I'm not going to walk away from it. I'm going to keep walking in it. I'm going to keep living in it. I'm going to keep taking this gospel. Just like he said, the last thing he said before he ascended, I'm giving you the power so you can take this gospel and share it and spread it. It's not just for us to have and keep to ourselves, but to have power in it and to live in it and to walk in it and abide in it and say every day, God, because he's wanting to speak to somebody every single day. It's not, we, we're in this, in this nation, we are so blessed. We're so blessed. We have so many fallbacks. I, I, can, I can call, you know, my, my, my mom for, for, you know, $500 if I need it, whatever it may be. Okay, you know, I got a little pain. Yep, doctor's got me covered. Let me get that whatever kind of prescription he wants to give me, whatever it may be. I've got my 401k. I've got my pension, whatever it may be. We've got so much, so much that we have forgotten. I mean, look at what they did in in, in the book of Acts. They gave everything. I'm not saying I'm so far away from being able to do that right now that that's how how far removed we are from that original Holy Spirit pouring out in the book of Acts, to where they simply said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and sell everything I got and just give it to the church. God, you're going to provide. My God, if the Holy Ghost is the same then and it's the same now, then we could do the same now. I'm not saying to go do that, because I know how we are in this country and how blessed we are, and so how far removed we are from this book of Acts, that I'm not able to do that right now. But I do believe that if I keep abiding in the Holy Ghost... There may come a point where God asked me to do something that today I would say, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. But the stronger I get in the Holy Ghost, the more it works on me, the more faith I have for right now, for God, for your Holy Spirit to provide for me, the more I say, okay, you can and you will do this, the easier it's going to get for me to say, okay, I'm going to be obedient to that. That sounds crazy to my carnal mind. That sounds crazy to my flesh to say, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can walk up to this stranger and say, God told me to to pray for you right now, that you need a touch from God. That's out of our character because when we're in this carnal mindset and we fall back on every blessing that we have and we forget how much God has done for us and that every penny I have in the bank is God's anyway. 
and everything that he's given me is from God. Every good thing that I have is from God. Every blessing that I have is from God. Jesus, help us. When I forget that, when I stop living in that and stop saying, okay, Lord, you lead me today, and I start living in that mindset, then then I'm falling short. That's all I'm saying tonight, church. That's all God has put on my heart tonight is that we are falling short, all of us. We all are. Again, I'm first. I'll stand here first and say I'm falling short of what God has for me. I'll stand here first and say I'm not abiding in the Holy Ghost as much as I need to be because there's a dying world that needs the tree of life. There's a dying world that more so needs the Holy Ghost. There's a dying world that needs to be baptized in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the remission of their sins. And when I'm saying I'm abiding in you every day, God, it's not only the blessings that you're going to give me that are going to cause me to be blessed. My God, we have so much. We have good health. We have financial blessings. So much God has done for us. And how easy it is, is it for us to forget where we were before God started to do that, before God changed my life. Where was I without God? I know. You can call me a simpleton or whatever you want. I've acknowledged that. I've said I'm, I'm simple. Call me Call me a simple person if you want, because I know who I am when I'm, doing my, when I'm living my life for me and in my flesh, and I know what I am when God, when I've submitted to God. I know the good that God has. I know the blessings that he has. But more so, I know that I'm going to be able to reach somebody. I'm going to be able to speak into someone's life that's looking at us and looking at me or looking at you and saying, how do they have that? I, I want that. People come in the church, and we got, we've got to be quick to reach out to people that are visiting, that are coming from this world, and identify them and say, hey, because they're going to come in, and a lot of times they look at us on our workplace and say, I want that, but I can't look like that. I, I, was, I was told by one, one person that manages a bank and, and had one of, one of our folks working there and holiness all over her. And he would talk to some of the people that are coworkers with her, with them, and they would say, you know, I want that. I want to go to church, but I can never look like that. That's what a lot of the world thinks. They don't have to come in and look like this right now. They don't have to come in and have all of this right now. That's why we have to say and stop just saying, yeah, I've got this, and now I'm taking it for granted. I don't think we're thinking that we are. I just wonder if sometimes we are. I wonder if sometimes we're like, yeah, I've got this. And, and the world doesn't understand it, so I don't know if I can share it. we got to be able to recognize them when they come in and say, hey, you don't have to look like this right now. You don't have to run the aisle right now. You don't have to stand and raise your hands right now. Just what you're feeling, just keep feeling that because that's the Holy Ghost. And it can do way more than I can ever do myself. The Holy Ghost is what's going to give us the words to speak, the words to say when you're praying with people. The words to say when that coworker asks you for help. It's the Holy Ghost and abiding in that. So let's not take for granted what we've been given and blessed with. My Lord, if the musicians would come, if we can just abide in this Holy Ghost. And I know we're already thinking about what we have to go do. It's raining out. How am I going to get out of here and stay dry? Whatever the case may be. But I believe the Holy Ghost right now wants to move. Can we stand and just, and just 
be obedient to what the Holy Ghost wants to do? Can you seek him right now? And just ask the presence of the Lord to speak to you tonight, right now. Jesus, help us. Help me, God. Help me, Lord, my God. To be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. To be tuned in to you, God. To not be caught up in so many of the things that this flesh is distracted by. Right now, the distraction's coming into my mind, God. Living below, God, the promises and the relationship that you want to have with me, God. Living below the relationship that you want to have for me, God. Where I can dwell in your presence, God. Where I can just reach out and call your name and your Holy Spirit come upon me and sit with me and speak to me and lead me and guide me. Jesus' name, be in this place, God. Help us right now. Come on, church. Let the Holy Ghost move on you right now. Let the Holy Ghost move on you right now. The Holy Ghost is wanting to do something tonight, something different, wanting to give you the testimony you've been waiting for. Some of us have been waiting for too long. You've stopped. You you need to stop asking and start just thanking God for it. Joseph said, remember me when you get out of prison to the butler. And it said it took two years. I don't know what happened with Joseph in that time span. It doesn't say that he pouted. It doesn't say what he did. But he certainly was remembered when God said, now it's time. Just stop asking for the same things over and over. And let just dwell in the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost just settle on you. And say, Lord, right now where I'm at is where you've got me. Trust in that. Trust in that Holy Ghost that's inside of you tonight. Trust in where God has you right now. Say, Lord, I don't see what's coming. I don't understand what's coming. But you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And your Holy Spirit is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So dwell in that presence right now. Let that presence right now settle on you. If you're dealing with something right now, a struggle, a fear, a concern, trust the Holy Ghost tonight. Let it move on you tonight. Jesus' name, I encourage you to come forward tonight, to pray together, to lift one another up tonight, to say, Lord, I don't know, but I need you tonight, God. I know I need your presence in me right now. Be obedient in the Holy Ghost tonight. Jesus' name. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus' name. Jesus' name.